0: Welcome to the Leadership 360 podcast, where we interview real people with real stories about all aspects of leadership. I'm your host, Chris Moore, and thanks for joining us today. Today, my guest is Evan Leeborn. Evan has over 15 years in business leadership and a proven track record of innovation. Having specialized in business agility over the last 15 years, Evan has been a senior IT executive and business management consultant in both the public and private sector across Australia and Southeast Asia. Evan has a strong record of accomplishment in delivering large, agile programs worth over $30 million and with distributed teams of over 100 people. As an adaptive leader, he is known for getting things done and bringing enthusiasm, energy and humour to motivate staff to meet corporate objectives. Evan regularly speaks at local and international industry conferences on building agile structures and has also written a book on agile business management, which was published by IT Governance Publishing in mid-2013. Evan,
1: welcome to the Leadership 360 podcast. Thank you, Chris. It is an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: Thank you for making time in your morning in Melbourne, right? Yep, Melbourne, Australia. and uh, A a land of
1: great coffee and terrible weather. So just on the coffee,
0: (laughs) years ago, um, traveling through Europe, my wife and I, we decided we wanted to drink real coffee where you grind the beans and pull the shot. And so we bought some equipment and, you know, did all those things. And then we went to YouTube for our training session. And you probably know this, but like most of the how to make a really good coffee with a machine on YouTube are people from Australia. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we,
1: we couldn't figure it out. (laughs) <laughs> it's 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 part of our national culture these days. Uh it's I used to live in Singapore and right. Singapore has terrible coffee. But just before I left Singapore and moved back to Australia, there we started to see these Melbourne style coffee shops open oh. in they actually use the words Melbourne style <laughs> to tell people that it was good coffee.
0: <laughs> but maybe maybe not. <laughs> Well, um, again, thanks for joining me today, talking about leadership, and you we'll know, just kind of jump right into it. Can you give me your perspective on the attributes of, of a great leader?
1: Yeah. So, uh, before the um, bef- uh, before this podcast, you and I sort of shared, shared a few emails. In fact, we've known each other for quite a number of years right. now. And when you sent me the list of questions that that, that we wanted to explore. I I actually had a little bit of a giggle about the first question: What are the attributes of a great leader? Because coincidentally, we've just been running a sort of an incubator, a leadership agility incubator. And one of the things we did as part of the incubator is actually create a set of attributes. Right. And what I'd like to do is I'll just quickly go through what we identified.
0: Yeah.
1: The first thing is... some of, your lead, uh, some of your listeners may be aware, I'm going to talk about agility, right. and I'm going to talk about leadership agility, and I'm going to talk about business agility. But when we talk about leadership agility, there is very little difference between what we would consider to be a good leader or what we consider to be an agile leader. Hmm. It's a difference of nuance versus anything overtly tangible. So uh, when we explored what it meant to be a good or an agile leader, we sort said that there were two, oh, sorry, three key elements. Leading within, leading mm, others, right. and leading companies. In leading within, it's about being authentic. It is being able to coach, care, and collaborate uh, to the people Around you, and uh, it's it's. We also developed this model called the CEC model, which was competence, com- competence, confidence, and empathy. Mm. And that was quite important because what we, when we explored these three characteristics, we realized that you needed all three in conjunction. If you have competence and confidence without empathy, you are arrogant. If you have um, confidence and empathy without competence, you are a fraud. Um, mm. And likewise, if you have uh, uh, competence and empathy without confidence, then you are untrustworthy. It doesn't mean you can't be trusted, but you don't exude that, that trust which is needed inside, inside a leader. When we then explore things like leading others, it's about being visionary. It's about being um, empathetic and vulnerable. It's about being a role model. It's about being giving. And then when it comes to leading companies, it's about being adaptable. Uh, and obviously, COVID nineteen, where we are right now, is is a. It's almost too easy an example, right, uh, and right. and we need the adaptability at all times, not just when the the world completely shifts. But it's the ability to embrace change. It's the ability to make hard decisions. Uh, the ability to actually not just embrace change, but also anticipate change. Hmm. Uh, to look at uh, what it means to to. Uh, when you're building a product, when you're building a service and an organization, what do, what do your customers need and how does that align? So all of those attributes, leading within, leading others and leading companies coming together, that is what creates that, that, that great leader. Well,
0: that's fantastic. And, and I love the way that you've kind of put that together and how it balances out. Um, is that information published anywhere?
1: uh no okay. <laughs> it can be okay. um uh it, it, it was something that we put together as part of this uh this incubator um it, at the moment it's just a series of dot points on post-it notes which I oh sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah no, <laughs> if,
0: it, if it was published i would put put a link on the on the description but
1: uh you know what i can actually i, I will make it i will make it public and, and i will share that with you afterwards.
0: oh that'd be awesome great that, yeah I'd, I'd love to make that connection for people so what have you learned from great leaders, you know, over kind of the, the work you're doing now, the work that you've done in the past?
1: Um, if I look at some of the great leaders, both sort of in my life and, and who I've read, mm. right, a lot of it comes down to the, the art of inspiration, right? A great leader inspires, a great leader is someone who takes people with them on the journey. And... I use those words very deliberately when I became a, a early, well not early in my career, but uh, my first executive role, uh, going back to 2008, I was a director in the Australian public service and my boss at the time, the assistant secretary, um, he gave me one piece of advice, which has stuck with me, right? Bring people with you. Mm. right And remember, I was a new executive, right? I was a great team leader. I was a great project manager. But it's a very different role when you suddenly responsible, not like for for large programs of work or multiple different teams with different skill sets, with different priorities. And... I didn't know how to be that kind of leader. In fact, there's, there's a, uh, the, the Peter principle, right? being promoted mm, yeah, to a yeah, level right, of competence. Right. I, my early days as a director was definitely that. I was not a good director. Um, and it took a while before I figured out what was needed. And that one piece of advice, bring people with you, right. um, has changed a lot. Uh, It helped me be more inspiring. Mm -hmm. It Mm helps me be less arrogant. Uh, It helped me be more focused on who I am leading and what they need versus sort of what I'm expected to do as part of the organization. Right.
0: Well, and that that would have been great advice at the time or an observation. Um, And it's, you know, I find there's so many leaders of leaders in that case that, you know, don't have those conversations with the people they're leading to help them improve. To you know, point those things out to them. And you know, being self-aware is so important. And if you, you know, you're new in a role, or, or you were a subject matter expert and you're taking on a new role, and you, you may not see some of those things. You've got blind spots. You really know need those people around you who are going to point those things out to you and do it in a way that's helpful, right? You know, that helps you move forward. I. I always like to, when I have feedback for people, I like to ask them a question, which is, hey, can I give you some feedback? And uh, to this date, nobody has said no yet. So I'm, I'm sure that day will come, but. So another well, a...
1: so it's, it's interesting. So um, uh, one of the things I did learn also uh, working in the public service is that the great leaders were the ones that treated me. Uh, it, think about delegation right. as a leader. Right. The great leaders treated me like I was a brain. Right? They delegated a goal to me, an right. outcome, right? and they and they expected me to be use my whole person to achieve that. Right. There were other lead, leaders who treated me like a pair of hands. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah. They were the brain, and all they wanted was me to to do and my teams to do what they had in their vision right? and. Sadly, half the time they weren't actually good at communicating that. So so I I would write a minute to the minister and it would go up and down seven times between different levels of leadership because they all like, if they could write it themselves, if they had a, a thousand hands, right, they'd write sure, them all themselves. Sure. They just wanted extra time, extra hands. But the leaders who uh, and, and the problem that there, there is, is 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 that imperfect communication. Uh, so every time I would write something, it'd be good, right? So, if, okay, it got better. One or two f- rounds of feedback always makes things better. But the seventh or eighth is just, it's, it's just not perfect for them. But those people who treated me like a whole person, who right. inspired right. me to, to, to achieve a, an outcome, then if I went a slightly different direction to what they had in mind, they trusted me. Mm -hmm. Uh, to go Mm -hmm. down that path they would give me feedback and to improve what i wrote or or the messaging and so forth but it was ultimately my decision my responsibility and my accountability sure which means i would be held to account for what i did
0: yeah absolutely well thanks for sharing that and so um maybe some more personal questions as we go on what have you learned about yourself lately from a leadership perspective
1: lately um I've learned that I can adapt very quickly.
0: Right.
1: Um, agility is obviously something that is important to to me, and it's the, the entire the entire community organization and the research organization that I lead is about agility. Right. But um, we were actually in New York on the day when everything went to hell. Right. Uh, the day so so we we were hosting our our, our big conference. So the day before. Uh, on the Tuesday, there were a thousand people in Times Square. Yeah. Right? Um, on the Wednesday, the conference started. Uh, we went to uh, a Broadway show, the last Broadway show. Right. Until this day, like, it's all been canceled. Right? The day after the conference, Times Square was empty. Right? The bars were shut, like, like they'd shut down all the, all, they shut down everything. Mm-hmm. Right? On the Monday before the conference, there was one case, sorry, one recorded case in New York. By the Friday, they were talking thousands. Mm-hmm. So, so we were there just on that inflection point. So we had to change everything. I, I, I literally had to go up on stage two hours into the conference and say, the World Health Organization has just declared a pandemic. Right. Um, if you need to leave, yeah. please do so. And, yeah. and don't feel guilty, don't feel bad. It's your personal health and safety is, is important. So, just we had to shift things. We shifted everything so quickly. And it's amazing how fast leaders can adapt sure. when they have to.
0: Yeah, for but sure. But the
1: other thing that I learned there yeah. is that there's a difference between responding and reacting. Right? We took time to respond right. minutes, not seconds, just a very short amount of time. And we looked at what is the right thing to do in line with the strategy and the goals that we have right and at the same time we saw other companies just respond sorry just react right right incredibly quickly and they're jumping from decision to decision to decision and where a company or a leader that responds is going in a single path and obviously changing as things change right? those companies who are just jumping they're jumping off cliffs because every decision is not built upon that 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 vision
0: so what um what advice would you give your younger
1: self given all this experience um for my younger self is it's okay not to always be right it's okay to fail um my my um my personality is one that I don't like failure and we talk about safe to fail and so forth. And sure, obviously sure. I try and make other people to fail, but living that same in myself is always been a challenge for me and uh, trying new things, being willing to, being willing to make a fool of yourself, right? right? Have, I'll say it like that being willing to make a fool of yourself and owning that and right. owning that foolish decision. Is I think a very powerful and courageous thing that a leader needs to be able to do, especially right. early in there.
0: So, courage—you touched on it a bit there. Give me your perspectives on fear and courage: fear or courage, or you know, you could plead the fifth.
1: <laughs> well, no. So, 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 courage isn't the absence of fear. Right. Courage is doing what needs to be done, even though you are afraid. Right. Uh, so, so for me to act like a fool or, or to do something where, where I might make a fool of myself, which is, I think, different from acting like sure. a uh, But I'm never going to get rid of that fear of being seen to be wrong or being seen uh, to be seen to have made a poor decision. I mean, that fear will be with me, but the courage to do it anyway, is something that it's really, honestly, only in the last couple of years I've managed to develop. Right. Yeah. So
0: give you the last word, any uh, words of wisdom for, for our audience today?
1: So leadership is vital, especially now, but not, not, not just now always. Right. Um, And there are different types of leaders, right? There are leaders who are managers. There are leaders who are thought leaders. There are community leaders and Leadership is a, is is a is a common skill across all of them. There are important elements, though. So, uh, so as an organisation, we're on a mission to reclaim management. Right? We think management's become a bit of a dirty word, hmm. but we know that uh, the n- number one reason people resign from companies is because of bad managers. Right. So that tells us just the importance of a good manager. So leadership all of these all of this is important but it's got to be tempered with the functional skill whether it is management skill community um uh, uh community skill thought leadership skill um and i think in most cases we're talking that management that leader is manager right. uh like creation, but that management skill is as important as everything we talk about in regards to leadership uh and it is something that can be learnt. It is something that can be, can be developed. And it's something that we tend not to. Uh, it's, it's, it took advice from my old boss. Hmm. Right? Bring people with you for me to learn to be a good executive. Right. Right? I would have much preferred to have gone and actually learned that before I became an executive. But sure. it's not something we teach people. We don't teach people how to be good managers or how to be good leaders and 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 sometimes and, and where that training where that learning is available it's often not put in context so so we go in we do a two day course on leadership technique or something like that but unless we get a chance to try it it, it it's it doesn't stick all right so how we train leaders how we train managers is broken i don't have an answer right, right? but it is vitally important that you merge leadership and the skill of management because you need both very, very tightly integrated. Um, Final, if I may, just a very quick pitch. Uh, We are about to run our very first fully online conference called Emerging from Crisis. We're bringing together leaders from around the world, leaders who have taken companies through previous crises like the global financial crisis, uh, Arab Spring, 9-11, uh, the, the, the revolution in Sudan. So we're bringing these leaders together to share what they did, how they did it to emerge from these earlier crises in a very strong position and what you can do now in order to, to emerge from the current crisis in the best possible position. Right. So if you're interested, come along. Uh, I'll share the link. And uh, it's going to be a really, really exciting event.
0: Well, all the best in the work that you're doing. I mean, there's no other time where it's kind of more important to be flexible and agile. And I think I, we we're talking before about how many times the pi- people have used the word pivot. Uh, you know, <laughs> pivot this, pivot that, pivot the business. I think what you know, I think what happened is the world pivoted for us, and then we responded and continuing to respond. So I wish you all the best in that, uh, that conference and, and I'm sure it'll create, create a lot of
1: value for, uh, for all of your people that are attending, so. Thank you. And, and I, I'll just catch one thing you said. It's some companies are responding and some companies some are, are reacting. reacting, yeah. Right? The ones who are responding are the ones who are gonna come out strong. The ones who are reacting are gonna jump themselves off a cliff. Right? I see. Because I, yeah. it's, it's you, you can make the right decision by accident, one time, two time, you cannot make the right decision. And right now we're making decisions every single day, right? The chance of you making the right decision every day, if you're reacting every single day. Yeah, no, No,
0: No. not good odds. I'm sure that'll be part of the content. uh, So all the best with that. Mm -hmm. And thank you for uh, being on the podcast today.
1: Absolute pleasure. And really good to speak to you again, Chris.
0: Yes. This has been Leadership Three Hundred and Sixty with my guest Evan Laybourne. Join me again for more inspiring stories about leadership from real people. The Leadership Three Hundred and Sixty podcast is sponsored by the Leadership Academy, your trusted partner in leadership development, from coaching to consulting and on-site facilitation. Please visit our website, theleadershipacademy.ca.